The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the panel discussion, your home for comic book talk right here on the BICBP radio network. My name is Matt Johnson alongside, as always, with my good friend, Greg Knowlton. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we're, we're doing good. Uh, yeah, this is a cool topic. Uh, this is kind of uh, our books that were selected today are, are pretty much, they're all Greg's choice. And he picked some good books uh, because and this is, uh, you know, exact words. It's my birthday, and I am the princess. End <laughs> quote. <laughs> so, happy birthday to our good friend Greg. Um, Thanks. Yeah, and it's yes, officially but- like what three days after this releases, it'll be my actual birthday. But you know what? It's my birthday all week. That's how I feel. That's how it should be. That is how it should be. <laughs> I am more than okay with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad. What made you want to choose today's books? And if you want to kind of give the listeners a background into what we're going to be reading today. Um, I, I was going to do, I just wanted to pick, like cover my favorite, some of my favorite characters. And originally I was going to do either a Green Lantern or Booster Gold book on the DC side. And then I wanted to do a Marvel side. And uh, obviously it was going to be a Dr. Doom story. And then I came across this Doom story that I've wanted to read before actually um, and I think me and Gullo talked about it on the show during like one of the first few recordings, probably right around the same time um, last year. And it's an Iron Man book, which Iron Man versus Doom right away is just really appealing to me. Uh, I'm not the biggest Iron Man fan. Uh, like I loved him in the movies, don't get me wrong. But as a comic book, it was never something I like dove into and really read. But I liked his old school uniform. Um, but the idea of like Iron Man and Doom going at it is just super awesome. But also a thing to know about me is I love fantasy, um, like Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings, um, all that kind of stuff. Like I, I love that stuff and specifically like King Arthur, King Arthur, like the Arthurian legends is one of my favorite topics. Um, I, I'll watch anything that has to do with it. I'll read anything that has to do with it. I just love that story. So I came across this book, which is Iron Man versus Doom. And part of it takes place in Camelot in Arthurian legend. And I just was like, okay, yeah, we have to read this. Um, and it's two books long. And just the first book is such a solid setup. Like we could have done something else first, but just the way it all goes together. I liked the idea of just, just doing this storyline. It's only a two issue, technically three, because the second book is pretty big um, storyline called Doom Quest, which is like, it's a really, just really awesome Doom centric story as well. Um, and that's why I was super excited about it. And I think this is from 1981, I believe, or 85. It's one of the two years. They actually say it's 81 in the, in the story, um, but I can't remember. Yeah, 1981. So I'm just, okay. I was super excited to just kind of cover something a little different, a little older. So it's outside of my wheelhouse, um, but also just with like, just a, just a really cool different, like there's not, 
I can't really think of anything like this story right now. Yeah, this was a fun read. I mean, we, uh, you know, I read both of them. We haven't really touched Iron Man at all. Um, like, I mean, bits and pieces in, in collective books, but uh, nothing nothing yeah. to this extent, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's how I think about it. We have, we've never done – huh, interesting. Yeah, this is like one of the first Tony Stark stories, and it's 1980s Tony, so it's, it's pretty um, – I, I don't know. I actually really like, I might like this Tony Stark more than the current versions of Tony I've read. Yeah. I kind of have to agree with you after reading through this book or these two books. I, I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, we have done some stories with, with Dr. Doom, just a few. Uh, and this is a really cool one too. So without further ado, we're going to get into the reading. Uh, I will read the first book, which is issue number one forty nine. And Greg will follow it up after, you know, we rate and review and do our typical thing. Uh, Greg will follow it up with number 150. So let us begin. All right. Uh, book number 149. Uh, yeah, it sets up. It is the beginning of Doom Quest. And it starts off with Iron Man. He's off. Sure, he's. Well, he goes and attacks a shipment of uh, Stark material, some kind of Stark product that uh, Dr. Doom actually ordered. Um, and he kind of lights it up a little bit, uh, you know, beats up some of these pirates, I guess. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you good over there? Oh, am I moving around? I'm, I'm like picking up oh. a piece of paper. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I was like, is he getting like, robbed or something over there i don't know what's going on uh <laughs> but regardless uh tony go flies into the, some apartment that has a bunch of dust covers on all, all of you know his things uh grabs a suit heads to a board meeting um where he's with some people and actually uh in the meeting he discovers that one of the members of his board shipped a bunch of electronic specialized electronic components this is what iron man was blowing up uh, specialized iron electronic components to Latveria. And uh, the guy starts sweating and Stark basically tells him he's fired. It's pretty, it's, uh, it's very brief, but, but pretty cool. Uh, Dr. Doom is shown now. Uh, he looks like he's learning. This is where he learned some sorcery, uh, which is pretty neat. Oh man. I'm getting blowed up over here. Uh <laughs> So he learned some sorcery, and he's discussing with one of his uh, one of his scientists. You know, he, he intends to go back in time, essentially. But he finds he comes to find out that his shipment was attacked by Iron Man. So this uh, makes Doctor Doom. You know, this kind of this while well, this puts a target on Tony's back uh, in Doctor Doom's eyes, essentially. So Iron Man just happens to be sitting on a pier, which is really strange. Uh, but Dr. Doom comes up or actually some goons of his comes up and in a submarine, a really cool submarine, shoots some missiles. Uh, they have have multiple arms on it too. It's kind of neat, but, uh, they blast Tony's suit and kind of disrupt it, uh, electronically. Uh, he eventually recovers and then tails the ship all the way back to, uh, 
well, it actually blasts off ahead of him. But he knows, he kind of knows where it's going back to. He gets a uh, on a plane, heads to Latveria, where he's met by various guards, uh, and they decide to talk to him and comes to find out they're actually very supportive, uh, you know, of Tony, of uh, Iron Man, who's, Iron Man is just known at this time as Tony's bodyguard, um, personal bodyguard. Uh, and these Latvian soldiers uh, are all for Tony coming in and saving the day, essentially, with Iron Man. But anyways, he suits up. He goes to fly into Doom Castle, and it's it's kind of cool. This is stuff I've never seen before, but uh, to kind of hide what Doom has, uh, Doom's actual castle, he has, like, holographic walls and stuff put up. Mm-hmm. And I've, I think it's a really cool concept, but... I mean, I think it's pretty efficient, but uh, not too long after that, Iron Man gets attacked by some robots, which is, uh, you know, Dr. Doom's, some of his favorite toys to use. And then Iron Man eventually goes to, uh, he defeats them and goes and finds Doom where a big battle occurs, uh, just really back and forth. And then to close the book, uh, that one of the scientists that actually has a grudge against Doom for killing his brother sends Iron Man and Doctor Doom into the past. So this is a really cool. Scene. It was a pretty neat scene and uh, just a good, good cliffhanger going into book number one fifty. But I'm going to rate this book uh, right now. Artwork. This is that '80s artwork that I am so, so very fond of. Uh, you know, just. I, I love the look of Iron Man back in the day. I don't know about you, Greg, but I'm oh, a no, big I, fan of. I prefer like the the red and yellow, like very simplistic Iron Man look. I really do. It wouldn't have translated well to like a cinematic universe, but on like paper, I just I love that suit. Yeah, I do too. I think I, I feel like I had an action figure of it back in the day. I mean, obviously it was you know a little bit more nine you know nineties when that happened, but. I feel like I had an action figure in, back in that day. I'm going to have to find it for no reason at all. But uh, <laughs> artwork, yeah, this is that, what is this, the Bronze Age, I think it's con- technically considered. Um, but, but yeah, I love the artwork myself. I'm going to give the art a, I'm going to give it an 8 on this one. Greg, what are you looking at on this? I had an 8 as well, actually. Okay. Very good. Action for this first book. There was plenty of it to go around. I think it it balanced just right. It wasn't too, it wasn't too action heavy, and you know just just the right amounts. You get a little Doom Iron Man clash that, uh, I mean, no real climax to it, but it was really really cool to kind of witness those two go at it. I've never witnessed them before do that uh, in a comic book, and obviously never in a movie. So that was a pretty neat thing. I'm gonna keep the action probably around an eight as well. Same here. All right. Very good. Story. Uh, this was a cool story. I like the setup to this. Uh, you know, with Tony Stark being able to pull that, like, double duty, like, kind of like uh, Bruce Wayne does his Batman. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He, and, you know, was, this was highly prevalent in the, you know, the, the Dark Knight movie where, where Bruce Wayne could see something from, you know, hear about something uh, and play the kind of mediator in between it all and then use his alter ego, I guess, to kind of take care of the actual, the actual issue. So this was neat to see from that perspective. And a lot of people do compare those two characters together um, for their secret identities and, and whatnot. But 
Um, story-wise, I'm going to give this a, I'm going to give it a nine. I was very intrigued, hooked instantly. And, and yeah, very happy with the, the flow of this first book. Uh, I gave this story an eight. Um, and yeah, to, to, to your point, I actually like made a connection um, reading this. Cause I had, like I said, I haven't read a ton of Iron Man, but uh, I was reading Spider-Man not too long ago. I think it was like um, maybe 2013 and Peter Parker has Parker industries now. And it's a very much a similar thing. Like he made Parker industries in um, kind of in competition with Stark, but also in like respect and inspiration of, of Stark. Well, doom created it and not doom doc Ock and Peter kind of kept it rolling um, once he became Peter Parker again, but it was the same thing. Like Spider-Man was known to be Peter Parker's personal bodyguard. And I kind of find that connection kind of cool. Yeah, that is, that is a neat little, you know, thing that they kind of utilize. Um, Cause I would imagine that, you know, in the newer books that Tony Stark is more public about his being Iron Man. I'm pretty sure that's kind of how it went, especially with the superhero registration act uh, and the civil been, war story. Yeah. I think he had been dead around that that book i want to say he was dead because ironically enough actually um for a short period tony was either dead or believed to be dead and iron man was dr doom actually uh victor had gotten his face healed during secret wars and decided to take a shot at being a hero and became the infamous iron man mm-hmm. um it's a really cool storyline one of one of my favorites we almost read that but then i found this <laughs> yeah we'll have to hit that one up um but yeah, that's story for you. Dialogue. Dialogue was very intense, you know, just very good. Um, you know, Dr. Doom is very well spoken in all the comic books. Um, and I actually think somehow the dialogue is even better with uh in the in the book that you're about to read, Greg. Yeah, I but, agree. But still, I mean, you get Iron Man and Doctor Doom, two very highly intelligent individuals. Um dialogue was a strong point in this. I'm gonna give the dialogue a ten. I actually gave the dialogue a seven just because um, maybe it's just because I've been looking at a screen all day. So reading was hard for me, but it was just so <laughs> it's so much dialogue that I was like kind of a little bogged down. Um, okay. But I, but I, again, it might just be, that might be one. I'm used to the newer age of comic books where there's not nearly as much text. Uh, and two, like I said, I have a little bit of a headache because I've been, I, I like work in an office now, so I'm constantly like reading. And so right. I, I think I was just like, oh man, reading's hard. <laughs> <laughs> That'll so do it. Might, it. Not be a, might not be a totally fair grade on that. All right. No biggie. Uh, let's see. And then rereadability. Would you pick this book up again? This was, I mean, this is great. The second book is definitely better between the two, in my opinion. But this was, this was a fun setup story for it. I'm going to give the rereadability an eight. I also gave it an eight. All right. Uh, so my total score, 43 out of 50 for Iron Man number 149. I have to do the math. <laughs> oh, no. I know I'm not used to having to do it myself. I just multiplied eight times zero. Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> 39. 39? All right. Yeah, that sounds about right. We were pretty close on just about everything. Um, 
Oh boy. Okay, so that is that is our score totals. Forty three and thirty nine for Iron Man number one forty nine. Uh Greg, do the honors of reading one fifty for us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, as I'm doing the math already. So yeah, this picks up like we said, right where um the other one left off. And specifically just so you know, this is Invincible Iron Man. Um no, we didn't say that. That's like 80s love to put that like title in front of um, whoever the superhero was for their runs. But yeah, it goes with Doom and um, Iron Man kind of falling through space. And they actually think they landed like right outside of Doom's castle and they start fighting. And Tony's like almost has like the I don't think we're in Kansas anymore moment where he looks over and Doom immediately knows it's Camelot. Um, and it probably has my favorite panel in the whole comic book just because of like Iron Man's face. Where Tony's like Camelot, and Doom has like a full set of text, and then Tony goes Camelot, and then Doom has a full t- set of text again, and then Tony goes Camelot. Now wait a minute, and it's like three full panels of that, and I absolutely love it. Um, and just like like I said, the artwork of Iron Man's mask because it doesn't move too much, but they change the like the slits of it just enough <laughs> that it's perfect, and I, I just really enjoyed. Um, really enjoyed that panel i just was kind of comical and unexpected um and they stop fighting begin talking that they must be out of like in a different place in time and they get attacked by um a group of king arthur's knights who surround them and doom immediately starts like fighting them and taking them down but he's convinced by tony that um doing this might not be the best for them to get away from here so they should work together and um, go peacefully. So they actually go and meet King Arthur. Um, and Tony, they they tell them that they have some sort of magic. So Tony uses science to, to make King Arthur's chair float and look like he has magic, where Doom refuses and actually just shows that he's a king. Um, and they take them away and like kind of into their... Um, their their own quarters and there's this great scene where like tony's just sitting there saying like uh like oh i don't belong here like my place is a place of progress and and electronics and this and that and i uh i like i just can't see myself like having anything for me in this world and then a woman walks into his quarters and introduces herself and says oh we have a uh a customary of providing companionship to our guests. <laughs> he immediately goes then again, and she's your typical like 1980s, like exactly what you kind of expect to see, like Conan esque style. Uh, and you can assume what happens. And then another one, <laughs> one does the same thing to Doom, but Doom actually um, like mind controls her, which I didn't. As much as I know about Doom, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him do this before. And if I have, I'm just forgetting. Um, that's one of the things I like about him. His powers seem to constantly change depending on who the, the writer is. Uh, but he like mind controls her to tell her where Morgana Le Fay um, lives. And he basically flies away in the middle of the night to go find her. Um, and Iron Man comes forward and King Arthur tells him like he was going to judge them in the morning, but now he doesn't have to. Um, explains who Morgan Le Fay is and, and the story of Merlin and... Um, all super cool setup. I, I really enjoyed like the artwork here. Uh, but then basically Iron Man says like, well, I'll fight alongside of you uh, and protect you from Doom and Morgan, Morgana. And it cuts back to Doom riding upon the castle. And actually I love the little connection where he, um, 
he throws like a ball towards Morgana's uh, like gate that's protecting her castle and realizes she has uses magic similar to his technology. He uses where she has illusionary like walls and, and uh, gates around her castle protecting her. And I liked that little connection. Um, and Doom speaks to Morgana and actually tells him of his mother's story, how his mother was a sorcerer who ended up like dying and going to hell because of her magic. And he's constantly fighting demons every year to try to free his mother from hell. And I just, that's where like, like doom is this like tortured, like soul. Like this is one of the things they always messed up in the movies. It's like his relationship with his mother is something that drives him so strongly. And a lot of the stuff he's doing is um, to bring her back. Like he, he refers to her. Like a lot of times when you hear someone say, my love, you think, Oh, they're trying to save like their, their, girlfriend or something like he like really cares about his mom um and is trying to save her from hell which is actually a pretty valiant thing to think like he's constantly going and fighting demons and he came to morgana to get more powerful magic um and she says okay i'll help you but you have to take down arthur and she used i love she took a piece of excalibur at one point and uses it to bring back the everyone it's ever slain so like all of these knights start rising from the grave which is pretty classic medieval like 1980s storytelling um like army of darkness and such but i love that idea of the the blade like like it's the blood of all the blood it's ever taken is like uh, it's summoning those people and doom leads on a golden horse an army of the dead towards camelot uh and then Iron Man flies over the armies of King Arthur and like a big battle begins. Um, and our, uh, Iron Man actually eventually flies away and goes after Morgana herself, who just, she like uses magic to fight him. And then a dragon comes after him or something. I think they're supposed to be dragons. These like crazy dragon hawk eagle things. <laughs> um, and he has to like fight them all away and finally gets to Morgana and she teleports her away, herself away with a piece of um, Excalibur and the armies of the dead begin to fall uh, where doom actually flies away again and comes after Iron Man asking where Morgana is. And they end up like having a more of a, a peaceful debate and realize like they will never get back to their own time unless they work together. And they use their respective suits to make a, um, a time machine and travel back in time. And I love, they just kind of look at each other, like say, we'll meet again. And there's just this awesome panel of like, them like staring each other down and then them walking away from each other on the side of a mountain. It's just so cool. It makes me want more of like Tony Stark versus doom. And I'm sure there's more now and I have to go find it uh, because I really dug that. And that's it. That's where it ends. It picks up in Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. I love this book. I'll hop right into the grading. Um, I gave the art, same as before uh it's an eight pretty standard um i really am starting to grow an appreciation for this 1980s art but also just like doom and iron man just look so good and so classic and like there's just some really great like i said there's some really great panels in this specific book um i almost could give it a nine i'm gonna give it a nine because some of the panels in this book are just so incredible that i almost do like it better than the other like Doom with the the knights all behind him, um, and some of the the scenes like explaining Morgana, where they're almost like these illusionary like memories off to the side, and Merlin's jacket, all that Merlin's robe, rather. I just really like this 
art in this book. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I think I'm going to go on. Uh, I mean, eight, the art is very similar, but I think the cover really might add that extra point for me. That too. On this one, the the image is just a black background with Iron Man and Doctor Doom kind of squaring off, and I think it looks it looks intense. Um, I would frame, I would legit frame that and put it up on like a wall or something. Um, that, I mean, the thing is beautiful. I'm going to go a nine, uh, on the artwork for this. I, I, I just think there was more visual, there was more visuals to kind of take in. Um, if you kind of get what I'm going with on that one, there was just, there was so much more. It, it wasn't, I mean, it was outside the realm of reality. Uh, this, the second book more. So the other, the first one was kind of, you know, just our world. And this one was more whimsical fantasy, and they did a very good job of illustrating that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, action, I, I gave an eight. Um, I think it was pretty even with the last book. There was some really great action in both books. Uh, and I, I think it both books, that was a strong point for them. Um, I, def, I just I kept with a solid eight on the action. I really did like it, though. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a nine in this. It was definitely improved. Uh, and there were some, you know, just cool, like, like seeing Iron Man and a bunch of <laughs> Camelot knights, like fighting yeah. the undead side by side. It was a real treat. I'm, so I'm gonna go nine on that one. Uh, you know, you just really just a crossover of just really, I mean, big generational gap uh, there in fighting styles. But regardless, just a, it was it was a treat to see. I agree. Uh, uh, story easy. That was a ten for me. This is such a good story, uh, such a different story than we're used to reading, and it, it, for its time, I just love it. And it's pretty. That's pretty standard for that time. Is that style like uh, time travel to Camelot was a place I feel like or Knights at least is where we we commonly t- time travel to just because it's cool. But I just love this story and, and what two better like two of the best characters to really put into that place. Uh, I really like that. Those are the two characters that they picked. I feel like they're the, <laughs> the best <laughs> characters you could have chosen for that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have to agree with you uh, with storyline 10 uh, for me. So I'm at 28 points right now. It's yeah, this was cool it started off as you know enemies and briefly having to work together to get out of the situation then back to enemies and we got to trust each other to make it back so this was uh that was a bit of a roller coaster ride but it was it was it was intense uh it's very logical too it wasn't that force like we gotta be friends now i was like okay i you're right we have to work together for a second but i don't like you and i i like that that about it yeah, the way the the way the book ended too, like it, they could have just went right back to fighting, but Doom was like, "Ah, you know, we, we, I'll withhold my aggression towards you or something along those lines." So it was it was very well executed. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, dialogue, I think you were right. One of the things I really liked, uh, I I read on here before a Doctor Doom Daredevil story, uh, and I really enjoyed that story. But one of the things was like Doom felt goofy. Like his his language um, was done in a way that he, rather than flowery, it almost sounded like, he almost sounded ridiculous. And I found that a couple of times with some Doom books. Uh, and this, it, it made him sound so like eloquent and educated. And I just really, really liked it. Um, and sometimes I feel like when he talks too much, you can lose that. 
because he's talking so much in that that interesting way. But I just feel like it made him every time he spoke, it just made him sound so powerful. Uh, and and Iron Man as well. Like I I like this almost like James Bond esque Tony Stark, where he wasn't so snarky. It was there, but there was more of like this suave coolness to him. And I really just enjoyed that take. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the dialogue a nine. That's an excellent comparison you had. Um, you know, it was just, yeah, very just acting smooth, I, I guess, is the best way you could tell. Yeah, there was some com- there was confidence. I'm not going to say arrogance, but there was confidence yeah. in him. And it was, you know, in the newer books, it's he gets away with doing whatever he wants and it's very uh, RDJ inspired. It is. It is. And, and that's understandable too. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like personality wise, this is probably one of the more enjoyable versions of it. Um, and yeah, the, the back and forth, like I'm not much for science talk, uh, but when it's two science guys, like science is very knowledgeable guys kind of just, you know, discussing stuff, especially at the end where they're, you know, mm-hmm. putting stuff together just so they can travel back, you know, back to their time period. Uh, it was, it was well done, easily understandable. And, and yeah, there's just a lot of good dialogue moments. And again, back to like the generational thing, you got Iron Man talking with, uh, you know, King Arthur and, and all these other soldiers. And, and it was just, oh, it was just really cool. It was really cool. I'm going to go 10 on that as well. Awesome. I, I really enjoy this. Uh, this might be one of my favorite, even though it's the score is a little different. It's not like a perfect 50. Uh, this might be one of my favorite books we've read just because it's so, I don't know, just it really stands out and uh, is definitely one. It's an easy 10 rereadability. I would legitimately reread this um, again because I love King Arthur and I love Doom and I just really like this story. I like this artwork and I think this is just a fun a really fun book. Um, and like I said, I'd love to see this redone. I would love to see that. I wouldn't love to see this redone. I'd love to see this animated. Um, yes, that's a great idea. I don't know if live action could do it just, well, we'll never see it live action at this point, but I think an animated version of this would be very, very cool. Yeah. I, I think live action might be a little like campy and ridiculous. Um, where like animated, it could be really, really great. I, I will say one of the, the things um, I was expecting that I, two, there were two things I would add to this that I wish. I would have loved to see their specific armors, like almost like, Arth- like uh, what's the word? Like given that Arthurian flair, like those moments where they take their armor and make it look more like a knight's, um, but still Iron Man and Doom. I would love to see that. That would have been really cool. Yeah, and then I would have wouldn't have mind. I don't know if he was really. I have to look now. Um, but I would have. I, I'm surprised there wasn't like a Black Knight reference at this point because he's so rooted. And maybe that's the what like this is kind of where that started with Morgana. I don't remember when he was brought into the Marvel fold though. Um, and, and now, so now I'm curious. Yeah, he made his. Oh yeah, he made his first appearance in '67, so he had existed. So I'm actually surprised there wasn't like a Black Knight reference because um, he's very rooted in Arthurian legend. But I think that's pretty cool still, regardless. And he does later fight like Iron Man and Captain America. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. That, 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 that probably. I think when the the book first started, that was something that. 
I instantly thought of when you seen the 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 knights uh, mm-hmm. show up. It was like, oh, maybe a black knight appearance. It would be kind of a cool swerve, but yeah, it wasn't a happen. But um, for my rereadability, yes, I'm going to go ten as well on this one. It was a it was a double size issue too. It was a little bit longer of a book. Yeah, um, and I've admitted on the show before how much I do appreciate those. Uh, especially when they're done well. So 48 out of 50 is my score for Iron Man number 150. Vince Boy, 40, 46 out of 50 for me. So pretty so. solid scores. Uh, I think this is the most realistic score I've ever given because <laughs> um, I really had to think about it and I changed some numbers. Like, you know what? You're right here, they're right here. Like, this is the most, the solid 46 out of 50 I've given. Perfect. Yeah. Good stuff, bud. Good, good picks. For the birthday princess. That's me. <laughs> That's you. All right. Very, very good. Um, yeah. We did it. Uh, we did it. <laughs> We're going to read books next week. I don't know if we decided yet. Are we voting next week? Do you want to just pick I don't know. random drops to vote? or? I'm a, you know what? I haven't been able to pick some books. I might pick, you pick I might, some books. I will pick some books. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Uh, I promise it will not be Venom. I know I like to reference him a lot. <laughs> It'll it be Carnage. Be the, <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the Punisher. Uh, it won't be Cyclops. I've done Doom like, like three times, so it's not that bad. Yeah, I want to spread it around a little bit. I don't know yet, uh, but I'll think of two books, and we're gonna we're gonna do some reading um, oh, and nice. reviewing. So. All right, everybody, that does it for myself and Greg. Thank you so much for listening to the panel discussion, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.